Welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour. Today we're discussing Ant-Man, the 12th installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which once again tells the story of two sad white guys and their super sad backstories, and the woman who sped up with both of them and should have had her own film because she is great. With me, now regretting they allowed me to be in control of the intro, is Anna. Hey Anna! Hi! And of course, because it's Ant-Man, we have our MCU correspondent KJ. Welcome back KJ! Thanks for having me again. Oh, Ant-Man, here we are. Only like a month late. But it feels appropriate for what this film was, right? Yes. It's interesting that you say it's a month late because it feels like much more, much longer, doesn't it? For me, at least. I feel like this movie was years ago. It was just not very memorable. It was just not very memorable, I guess. Well, I guess this is the test, isn't it? Because... It's been a few weeks since we all watched it. I, I assume we only watched it once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So at the movies. And uh, and now we're going to talk about it a few weeks after we watched it. So how much do we remember? How, what's the lingering feel that we have about the movie? Do we like it? Do we still like it as much as we did when we watched it? Did we even like it when we watched it? So many questions. <laughs> Let's let KJ answer all of them first. All of yes. them. Okay. Um, I liked it while I was watching it. I had fun. Like, it was entertaining. But I also noticed all the problems with it that I was having with it while I was watching it. Like, it was kind of interesting that I was able to see the problems and think about the problems, but also be entertained at the same time. So it was that kind of movie. It was funny. Like, I think, I think it is, it might be the funniest Marvel movie, in my opinion. I certainly laughed out loud at it more times than I have at any other. At the, at the time I enjoyed watching it, I think the problems with it linger more, though, than the fun. Yeah, it makes sense. What about you, Renee? I like. I had the same problem. I liked it when I was watching it, and I laughed a lot, and it was super, super fun. And the comedy was really well done. Like, I have a problem with comedy, right, where sometimes it will just totally squeak me out and I cannot handle it. Like, I get super hardcore secondhand embarrassment. But here I didn't have a problem. It was just really nicely done. There was a character played by Michael Pena, Mm -hmm. Luis, who was great. Every time he was on screen, I was like, you are brilliant. Why haven't I seen you in more stuff? I love you. He was amazing. Every scene he was in, I cracked up. I guess was that, the be- was that the best friend? Yeah, like the whole group, yeah. like uh, Scott Scott Lang's whole group, like his whole group of friends. It was like they were just they were super funny and hilarious, and I was constantly, constantly laughing. Of course, I had the same issue with with the movie as KJ did, where I was watching it and it'd be great, but I was also noticing things that could have been better the whole time I was watching it. Like, weeks later, I still think it's a fun movie. I just don't think it was a very necessary movie (laughs) as far as the MCU goes. Like, it was fun, yay. But, I mean, overall, like, if I think we had to have a movie, like, why can't we just have a Wasp movie? That's, well, yes. Yes. I'm sure we will talk about that in detail. Yes, Yes, a lot of. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, I will say I liked it, but the problems linger longer than the enjoyment of the film itself. I really did enjoy it had the same kind of um, experiences you both had. I think I enjoyed a little bit more, maybe, because, as you know, I go to the movies and I turn off my brain. Mm. I tend to do that. Um, I tend to do that more with superhero movies because that's my kind of, like, popcorn entertainment 
let me just relax and enjoy myself kind of thing. What you said about Renee that you, you think that the movie might not be necessary. So what does that mean, though? Because is any superhero movie necessary? Every single Captain America <laughs> movie that's ever been made that's so far in the MCU has been absolutely 100% necessary. <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like it really worked as a summer blockbuster. It was a heist it, film, it, right? Like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was heist, totally a heist film. Yes. Which is also super fun. Yeah, I really like high films, which I think is where most of my enjoyment comes from, from this. Like, it's less the superhero angle and more the heist angle, which I thought was really well done. I agree. Yes. And, of course, we had the great cameos from the start. You have Agent Carter right at the beginning. And I I wish they'd done more with that. I wish they'd done so much. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I wish they'd done more with that. Because she, like, she had, what, two lines? Yeah. And, like, you know, she stops Hank Pym from whacking the other guy in the face. And then, you know, that's about it. I don't know. I was yeah. always, I'm glad to see her. I'm always glad to see her. But yeah. Why can't they do more flashbacks? They could bring her back multiple times. Right. Every movie. <laughs> Every movie. Let's have Haley Atwell in it. Come Every on, guys. Movie. Come on. Come on, Marvel. Let's do this. I believe in you. Fantastic. I, did, then- I do find it interesting that they, they put her and they age her up. But they have this totally different actor for Howard Stark uh, instead of the guy who plays him on Agent uh, Carter, which I think yeah. is really interesting. I guess they're, I just, I think it's funny how they do casting in these movies. Like, no, well, but listen, so, he was the same guy who played him in, the in, Iron, Iron, Man. in Iron Man too. Right. I know. Yeah. I just think it's funny how they are sticking with that instead of uh, bringing the other guy in and just aging him up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's funny the choice they're making there. But I guess because they, they used the other guy first and then they brought in the other dude. I find the I find like the makeup of the the past really interesting. Like the the people who are like mainly in charge because we don't see Pierce, we don't see Fury, mm-hmm. who I assume would have been around at that point. That's Probably true. Pretty young, but yeah. Yeah, so I think it's, and I really kind of am interested in seeing more of that in flashbacks. I hope they, I don't usually like flashbacks. This is really odd for me to be like, let's do more flashbacks and put <laughs> Haley Atwell in them. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yes, please. Yes. What other cameos? Well, we had Falcon. Yes. Yeah, that was, was great. I, I, you know, I liked that actually. The fight between Falcon and. That was so funny. That was hilarious. And that was so that was, good. It was great. You, was... you know, I, well, the first thing that I thought watching that movie and the first thing that I said and, and wrote about was that they made a really good case for Ant-Man being the most powerful Avenger, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, he's indestructible when he's in miniature and the movie kind of really rolls with it, kind of like he beats the Falcon and he beats everybody else. Of course, it's his own movie. He would do that. (laughs) But, you know, so I thought that was fun the way that they build up for, because you you think Ant-Man, you think like, "Eh, really? Come on, guys. But, you know, I thought the movie really built up that idea that he was powerful on its own. Don't, don't tell Cap. (laughs) Like, Why? In the theory, in the theater after that scene is over, Sam like, like he radios and is like, "Don't tell, don't tell Steve about this." And I just <laughs> yeah. lost it. I was sitting there, I was like, I was like tearing up. I was like, "Of course." Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah. Don't don't tell, don't tell Captain America. I got my ass beat by an ant. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. But, but it was just awesome. really funny. Like, no, yeah. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that cameo. I really enjoyed the end. Like, just to fast forward, we can come back. The end where yes. where they're doing uh, Luisa's telling Scott the, about a guy who wants to find him. Uh, and that whole like the way he tells stories, I was like, that's so, that's perfect. Like when I talk about story flow and tell and storytelling, oral storytelling especially, like this is the kind of thing I mean. Like the way he was telling the story and the way that they chose to let him do that, but also pair it with the like the little flashes to the people. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was brilliant. I yeah. really enjoyed that type of. I really enjoyed that type of storytelling because it works so well visually. So I'm all, so whoever made that choice, good job, thumbs way up. That strikes me as a very Edgar Wrightian thing. Yes, I, the it only really the only other me. Edgar Wright movie I've ever seen is Scott Pilgrim, um, but that sort of it it felt that part felt very much like Scott Pilgrim to me, and and it, and I agree, it worked super well. I and... think you can see his influence in some of these things, like mm-hmm. the way that things were shot and filmed, and it I think it works out so. I forget who directed this. Who came in after him? Does anybody? I don't remember. remember. Well, I don't know. Don't... Whoever it was, good job for taking what could have been a mess and turning it into something great. Apart from, <laughs> apart from our inevitable criticisms, a lot yes. of people have made the point that the movie tries really, really hard to sideline Hope Van Dyne, who plays, mm-hmm. who is Hank Pym's daughter, who has all the skills that they, the movie needs to, you know, complete the the job at hand that they go and get Scott for and they continually over and over like just make her like just they sign on her over and over and over and over and over, over, it's over just, again it's so it's frustrating just, and then they yeah. try to play it off like in the middle of the movie there Scott's like you know uh he's having me do this I'm expendable and you're not I'm like oh. yeah whatever whatever dudes no uh, please come on what so this is the thing that really bothers me about that whole plotline, that whole storyline, because it goes back not just to Hope Van Dyne, but to her mother, Janet, Janet Van Dyne, the original Wasp, who I was, a lot of people have complained that she was not in this movie. Like from the very beginning, people were complaining, you know, why is she not in this movie? Um, because uh, the Wasp and the Ant-Man, go, especially Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, they go together. They're a team. They always have been. Um, I haven't read the comics, but I'm very familiar with them from uh, one of the TV series, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And Janet is just, she's great. She's really fun. She's really smart. Um, she's really uh, sort of an enthusiastic superhero. Like she she actually jumps in and takes a leadership role and and she's fantastic. And she would be a great addition to a movie. But they fridged her in backstory. And not only do they fridge her but because of the way that she's fridged and the way that that fridging affects Hank, her, the way her death or disappearance affects Hank, also sidelines Hope. So it's yeah. kind of like a double fridging. And it just, that was really, that made me really annoyed. And that's, the thing is, they, really could have, interesting, yeah. they could have almost completely fixed it very easily by having the scene where, and you know, we're jumping to the end, but the scene in the, the first post credit scene where Hank basically shows Hope the new Wasp outfit and, and says, you know, I, I was wrong here. You can have it. If he'd done that in the middle of the movie, I would have felt a lot better about all this. Yeah. And true. then she could have been, you know, if she and she, there's no reason that she and Scott couldn't have been a team From the and start. done it together, yeah. you know? So it's just, that's, that really 
it just that, it annoys me it, because it's such an easy and obvious fix to me and, and it, but they didn't do it it annoys me as well because um we have to wait for the guy to make the guys to make the decision to give her the suit mm-hmm. whereas the the way that she's portrayed the way that she's played by Evangeline Lilly the way that the character is so good and so um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's so competent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she could have created and gone after this thing herself. I don't see why she wouldn't just fucking steal the fucking suit and go and do the thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's kind of like the Lego movie problem, right? Where, mm-hmm. Which is a good illustration of the problem where a, a super competent woman plucks a rando from obscurity trains him in, mo- in a montage and then he gets to go on and be the hero which yeah. happened in the lego movie right that was a big yeah and i don't think the lego movie i don't remember it very well but i don't think they subverted that at all did they no they they commented um, on it but they, they didn't subvert it so Just like, very much very much the way this movie does right right they come because scott you know when hank's like no you can't do it scott's like but you should totally do it so um, Filmmakers are aware of they this. They call it out, but yeah, they don't. But they're not yeah, but, they, but it's but yeah, but it's the guys talking about it, making the decision, and then commenting on it. And she's like, ah, okay. So it's just that, really frustrating to see this continually happen. I'm like, so obviously, guys, you're aware that this trope exists. It's a and it's a problem. So why do you continue to engage in it? Yeah, like exactly. why are you putting yeah. it in your films? Just stop. Like the the women in this film, we have you have hope. And then you have the little girl. And the mom. And the mom, who's poor Judy Greer. Who... And they don't even talk to each other. And Once. They don't even have, like, yeah, no. They don't even have conversations, I think, the mother and the daughter. It's like a I very have... dude movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it's mostly, the, the the home relationship is mostly about Cassie and her stepfather. Yes, exactly. Mom is just, you know, there to be yeah. an obstacle, basically. The, yeah. the one who's telling Scott that he can't see Cassie. So. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I wrote a rant about it on, on Tumblr, and then I, then someone came to argue with me. Because my rant was, you know, I can see why Hope wasn't Ant-Man. You know, I, there is no reason why that she could have just done this to herself. And then this person came to argue with me that say that well, well there was a reason it's because her father wanted to protect her and i said yeah that's my point that 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 was the story that was being told and mm-hmm. she she kept i, I assume it was a, a she she kept coming back and saying yes but it was really well done because that's what the story was about and I said yes and that is my point that that that's what the story was about and we kept going on and on it's just it's the said, same it's this trend of the story where daughters become objects for fathers to control it it doesn't matter if it's well done or not it might have been well done it might have i mean it was it was not like a badly told story but it's the the story is the problem story that it has been told so many times yeah. yeah. Like, why can't we have the story boring. where Hank believes, like, believes in hope, and is like, "Well, okay, we have to do this, but you need, you need back, you need backup. So let's go find some random on the street, and you can train him, and he can be your backup." Like, exactly. I don't yeah. Like, I would have loved that. Ant Man, and he was a wasp. <gasps> can you imagine? Or even if she's wasp and he's Ant Man, I mean, wasp oh, basically has yeah. the same powers as Ant Man, except yeah, wasp exactly. can fly. So wasp is actually wasp can fly and she also shoots. Uh, she has lasers, like laser shooters, on her. Okay, so on yeah, her suit. So, so she's actually kind of better than better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so our continuing complaint: Why wasn't this movie about hope? 
Yes. Yes, exactly. Which is like, I feel like I'm doomed to feel ranty and bitter about Evangeline Lily's characters on screen. <laughs> because it's like, you know, she played Kate in Lost. Mm-hmm. And I, I continuously had problems with the way that her character was written in Lost. And she was one of the main reasons why I watched Lost, because she was one half of my you know, ship, um, which is what got me into fandom. Anyway, but let's not go there, because that's <laughs> just like, yeah. You know. uh, but, you know, I feel like I'm doomed to be always, you know, looking at this amazing actress, because I really love her. And, and like, why are you? Yeah. Yeah. She was absolutely one of the only things I liked about the Hobbit movies. Oh, I didn't watch them. Oh my gosh. I'm really proud that KJ actually went and watched those movies. I still haven't managed it. I saw the first two in the theater and the third one on a plane. I was flying back from Europe and I had, you know, 11 hours. So I figured I could spend three of them watching the last Hobbit movie. Okay, so time for geeky. My shameful secret. My shameful geeky secret. I hate the Hobbit. I find it so boring. The mo- the book. Don't worry, Anna. Is- you're not alone. You're, in good <laughs> you're not by yourself. It's so freaking boring. I mean, anyway. all the movies were were Peter Jackson writing Hobbit fanfic. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You know, like, you know, you know, KJ, you know the stories I'm talking about, like where people on fanfiction.net would like take yep. Final Fantasy stories and, re- and rewrite them. Oh, yeah. With like minor adjustments and make them like make and themselves yeah make themselves yeah. a hero well, Tar- i mean Tariel is totally uh, a, a tolkien self-insert i mean there must be like thousands of Tariel fix written well before because she wasn't in the book mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't edited into the movie to be so that there would be a woman in the movie and there must be like you know thousands of people who wrote that story you know inserting an awesome lady elf into lord of the rings fic like yeah. it's a, it's obviously a problem, and I've seen interviews with Evangeline Lilly where she comments on it. Like there, it's in fact, it's about like the Hobbit. Like l- girls should not have to go to the theater and not see one woman on the screen. Yeah, and they, some and of the male actors talked pointed that out too. And it's great. I just feel like some in some ways, Ant Man is just continue like this is a problem. What happened when I say is what's this necessary? Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like this was a necessary thing because all it is is just the same. It's just the same retread. Sad dudes are sad. Women get sidelined. There's yeah. some laughs. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and the good guys win. And so is that real? I mean, it's a formula. And I understand movies being formulaic. But at, at some point, are we not going to get tired of the sad, you know, oh, how sad. Wife got fridge due to sad story. Like, uh, yeah. how, like, how many of those do we need? I feel like. Steve Rogers has enough sadness to carry us through on the sad stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so we could just move on. Of course. Not that you're biased or anything. I'm a little biased. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they might... Because um, what I was thinking is... Because Cassie, you know, uh, his daughter, she's one of the Young Avengers, right? I think so. Yes. So, do you think there might be a Young Avenger movie in the works? In the because I feel like this is this would be a good way of regenerating the the franchise at some point. I'm because... actually curious about what they're going to do in future phases because eventually, like the main superheroes that they've anchored the franchise on, Captain America, Iron Man, I don't really see them recasting these roles that soon. No. no. Yeah, oh, no, you can't. And, you know, in Robert Downey Jr. is going to be 70 soon, so how many no, more? Oh, my God, he's not going to be 70. 
he's in his 50s. He looks a really good 70, but... You know. <laughs> he's in his 50s. Oh, my God. But he can't play the... I mean, the point stands. He can't play the role Yes, forever. yes, oh, I know. He's, exactly. got, he's got another five years, maybe ten. And, you but know, I that's... Feel, so, I feel like he's yeah. fed up with it a little bit. Are you sure? I'm sure they're all tired of it, yeah. I mean, yeah. like... I mean, the money for him has got to be good. Because he's, like... He's I, the biggest name, yeah. Yeah, I just see this... I see some of his paychecks, and I'm just like, you want to get me a million of that dollars? I can just live the rest of my life on that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And so I just feel like they're maybe that's the point of Ant Man. Like it establishes a like it establishes a bunch of like the smaller, lesser well known characters from comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Anna's point about Cassie, that's totally possible. Like Phase Four, I could totally see them mm-hmm. having like a Young Avengers film, yeah. depending on who like because they're um, they're establishing Spider Man. He's a, he's a teenager. He's going to show up in Civil War. And he's not—he's not as old as all the other ones. He's younger, so I could totally see them restructuring it to feature these new superheroes that they've established yeah. or in and earlier with, phases. With the in- Inhumans thread um, coming through through Agents of Shield, and um, you know, many of those characters and actors are pretty young, so they could keep—you know—we, you know, we could—I could certainly see uh, Daisy Johnson being an anchor. Um, and here, I'm curious of the MCU going forward. Because in the film, they don't show, they don't provide an actress for Wasp, Janet Van Dyne. In right, her, you never see her face. In her, in her flashbacks, and there's, there's a photo, but you don't see her face. And I'm really, that's pretty on the nose, guys. I'm really, because Scott, obviously, he's spoiling it in the movie. He comes out of that, I don't know what they called it in the movie, like some kind of... He was right. out of time or something. I don't Mo- molecular space, whatever. Molecular it was. space. Yeah. He came out of it. He figured out how to get out of it, but he doesn't remember mm-hmm. how. So I just really suspect that they've just left the door open to eventually bring Janet back. I think so. That's I think so too. I yeah, I they, so they too. would definitely. That's definitely something I think that if there is another Ant Man movie, and I don't know that there will be. I don't know that this movie did well enough for them to greenlight Ant Man too. But I think a second Ant Man movie would almost certainly. We would almost certainly see that. So, and I wonder then, uh, because she was out there for so long, I guess she might come back as a villain, or or who become a villain? Because you know, who wouldn't be bitter about being sidelined for so long? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. I would probably become a villain. Interesting. I'm just putting it out there. Oh my gosh! Who wouldn't be bitter for being sidelined so long? Oh, Anna. <laughs> So I kind of like felt, didn't you feel in the end, evil vibes from her? No. When she was looking at no. the suit? I no, did. No, no. I maybe didn't. it's me. Ambitious. I was so bitter. Maybe, maybe it was me. I was like, I was looking at that suit. I was like, I'm going to take you. And I'm just going to do stupid shit with you. <laughs> and I've never allowed to be a superhero. She won't go <laughs> to the dark side immediately. <laughs> Nobody ever gives so her superpowers. So fast. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, I just I just saw satisfaction and ambition and like you know, finally I'm getting my due kind of. Yes, I'll take over the world exactly. <laughs> I really hope they put like I really hope they put her in things like do not put her in civil war. There's enough. She, she was supposed to be, but it was cut. It, she was she was she was announced for civil war and then they cut her part. So I'm just and like they cut, they cut the Hulk as well, right? I was reading something online very briefly today. Yes, they are huh. saving the Hulk. That's what I read. Mm. They are saving the Hulk. Mm. Do not know what that means. Interesting. They're saving. I don't. 
poor poor Mark. Oh my God, Ruffalo. <laughs> I just yeah. really wish they would give him his own movie because I would go see a movie with him now. Oh, totally. Yeah. Although now that the see now I'm kind of curious because we have Phase Three and we we know what films are going to be in Phase Three and we know there's probably going to be a Phase Four unless like serious superhero fatigue sets in. But I also think that Marvel manages that well. Like Ant Man was a superhero film, but it was also a heist film. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that we're avoiding some of the superhero fatigue by making oh. these films like they have they have other points. Like Captain America, The Winter Soldier was a superhero film, but it was also a political thriller. Yeah, so I feel like that's how they're avoiding some of the fatigue with superheroes. Yeah. And so I just, a lot of people are predicting, oh, the end of superhero movies, you know, whoa, and everything's going to crash down, and we're all going to get tired of it. But I really feel like Marvel keeps doing these dual roles for their movies. I don't think it's going to happen. Also, people... Sorry. No, it's not... I just think that people people get fatigued when it is just the superhero thing, right? With this, this is what we're seeing with Spider Man, right? Mm-hmm. Because those movies aren't doing having they don't have like a dual purpose. It's just a superhero film about a dude that can have spider abilities. So yeah. that's why we're seeing some fatigue with Spider Man. But it's also and also because it's the same property rebooted over and over. I think that's part of and the, the same the way as well. Too. Yeah, and it's not that. Different. Same storyline, yeah. Yeah. How many um, times do we need to see Uncle Ben die? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But the other thing too, though, about the superhero fatigue, people have been saying this for a long time that we're going to get superhero fatigue, and I don't know. I you, no people won't see bad re- see superhero movies if they're really bad, like Fantastic, the new Fantastic Four tanked, and that's uh, what I was going to ask. Did you watch that one? No. I did not. We were going to go uh, see it in the yeah. theater, and we were excited about it, because it looked pretty good, but then we started reading, like, hearing the bad yeah. stuff, and we're like, mm, yeah. we're not going to go to the theater to see that. And that was the correct decision, because it yeah. did really poorly, poorly, and I just don't understand why in the world... And then the director, like, had a social media meltdown. I know, I know. Right? Oh, my God. She's like, what direct... Like, I don't Who remember his that? name now, but... She's like, dude, you gotta, you need to sit down and go to a spa, have it <laughs> take a week. It's fine. You'll bounce back. You're a white dude. It'll be okay. <laughs> Just like... True. So with Ant-Man, looking back to the actual movie, <laughs> we talked about how we liked the little, like his little crew, which was mostly dudes. But we also have the bad guy who was super bad the whole time. I was like, you're definitely the bad guy. I can tell by looking at you that you're the uh, bad guy. I'm getting kind of yeah. tired of these bad guy titans of industry who aren't very interesting. Yeah. Like, no, because like Killian was like that. And well, Hammer, Justin Hammer was, was also a titan of industry, but he brought something to that performance that made him like a love to hate yeah, he was really Fun like he watch. he like hammed it up like just the actor did a great job like making it it wasn't over the top exactly. Well, it was Sam Rockwell and he's always really good. So I'm yeah, not, so maybe it's just the actors that they're they getting. They gotta test the right actors because also Jeff Bridges when he played Obadiah Stane, mm-hmm, he, he also did. He was also a great character and a great villain. But the most recent ones that we've got with. And it's not that they're casting bad actors. I mean, Guy Pierce, who played Killian in uh, Iron Man 3, is a perfectly fine actor, but yeah. he, just, he didn't bring any, he didn't bring anything new and interesting to that role. 
just because the role that they are playing is not new or interesting. Yeah. So they need to find either they need to they need to find something to make these to make these, you know, killer weapons dealers, basically. <laughs> they need to find some new angle on them because it's just it's stopped working. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the last yeah. time I think it worked really, really well was with Alexander Pierce. Yes, but he wasn't that he was a different kind of mm-hmm. he was a different kind of villain. They need to figure out the Russo secret, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's their only, like, that's the only, I don't know. The Red Skull was not that good. Uh, sorry, oh. dude who plays. No, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. The villains have been the weak point of MCU for, or one of the weak points of the MCU since since, since almost the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, with Loki and Pierce being the only really, really I think good maybe villains. This is, maybe this is why they're going with the Super War next, because it's because, kind I mean, of most like, people it's care. a fracture. Yeah, so most internal. From yeah. Within. yeah. Could be. Although I just really don't, I just really don't know how they're going to make the Civil War thing work. That I'm I'm not sold because like everything I've read about Civil War in the comics, I'm just like I hate everything about this. This is the worst. <laughs> so I'm so just we'll really, see. I don't want to go into a, to a Captain America movie and be miserable. And Civil War makes me miserable when when I read about it in the comics. So I'm just really curious about how they're going to pull it off and not make me super mad. Yeah. I'm- I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. So how do you? How do I know more than you know? That's what I want to know. I'm no, because ex- uh, because like I said, I think you care. <laughs> I care. I care too much. You're like you care a lot more than I do. It's like I really love those movies. That's it. Meanwhile, I'm still crying over Bucky Barnes. Yeah, from a movie yeah. that was happened over a year and a half ago. You are. Was it only one year now? It feels like a millennium. It was mm-hmm. no, it was April of two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Wow, my yeah. God. And I'm still like, ah, oh, Bucky. <laughs> I have so many feelings. So yeah. at the end of at the end of Ant Man, they had the the, the the end of credits, like they had the post, like the mid credits, and then the post credits. Everybody saw that, right? Yes. Oh no, which one was the last one? The, 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 oh, yes. in the okay. garage yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. Bucky's trapped and it's Sam and Steve. <sighs> and they're like, well, can we get asked Tony? And they're like, well, he might not be able to help us. And he's like, no, we're on our own. I'm like, no, Steve, don't keep things from Tony. That's how everything goes wrong. <laughs> I was so upset. I was just like, why is Bucky trapped? I don't get it. I was so like that whole scene just made me miserable. And like they had the music, they, they had the Winter Soldier music playing in the background, which is really effective music. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever listened to it by itself. No, I can I can say I. Uh, I will send it to you. The music oh. that they use for the Winter Soldier is super creepy and effective. It really is. I have the soundtrack, and yeah, it's really it's really it's good. unlike anything else, and it's in the movie, and it's yeah, it's pretty, it's very effective. I'm assuming that the the post credit scene is Sam is referring to Scott Lang. Yeah, that's, that's my assumption what, too. That, yeah, that's what I assume. And so I'm just like, how's this gonna, like how Scott how's Scott yeah, Lang gonna help yeah. Bucky? I don't understand. Well, <laughs> is he it, gonna is he gonna be miniaturized and then go tickle him, <laughs> make him laugh or something? Maybe that's it. It's like, that's what, he just needs like, he just needs a good laugh. And exactly. <laughs> No, he's an engineer. He's like a what kind of it? He's like some tech wizard genius guy. So 
oh, so that's how they're gonna introduce him. So I don't know. I really want. I don't. I feel really bad because I was the one who was like, "Oh, Ant Man, no, Anna, you could have it. I'm not gonna go see it. I'm not gonna do it." And then I got peer pressured into it by you know some of him. Well, my do nameless. Um, do, you, do you regret it? No, I don't regret it. And the sad part is, I want there to be a second one. <laughs> That's where it's not like I'm full of shame. How can how can this happen? Because you want you want one where the wasp comes, where Janet Van Dyne comes back. Yes, that's There's true. That's exactly. Back. But I, that's There's not what I'm going to get. Back. If they have a second one, it's going to be like Dude Brofest all over again. Like Dude Brofest all over again in the process of getting yes, Janet. Van I would Dyne love for Janet to come back and actually space. take a leadership role in the Avengers. We talked about how eventually the main heroes are going to fade out, like Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, your Thor. Eventually, they're going to like either age out of their roles or move on from their roles so they won't be around yeah. so who's going to lead the avengers well how about the person who named the avengers that's right in the comics what i want is i want to go back in time and i want to have the movies where peggy and janet are best buddies forever oh man that'd be great wouldn't it be wouldn't that just i i wow. would I, wouldn't that be awesome the two of them like yeah, yeah. they're the right the ages are totally right the timing is totally right that's so, true. That's true. Maybe for, she'll show. Maybe she'll show up in Agent Carter, the TV show. I think you'd have to go a little more forward in time for that. Okay, but like maybe later seasons. Sure. Yeah, we could. Like, I would be fine with like eight seasons of Agent Carter. I would be okay with that. All yes. oh, ten, five million seasons of Agent Carter. <laughs> eight, eight, ten seasons in a movie. I mean, Supernatural <laughs> is getting like a zillion seasons. <laughs> Why can't we have a zillion seasons of Agent Carter, guys? This is unfair. This is totally unrelated, but I thought of you. I was listening to uh, the Nerdist Writers panel podcast. I was catching up on some old ones, and he did an interview with the writers of Agent Carter before it came out. So uh, Ben Blacker, who's the host, he used to write for Supernatural. And anyway, so he was talking to Farazikas and Butters about their work on Law and Order. And they were saying how there was no writer's room on Law and Order, that, uh, you know, everybody just worked independently because there was no overarching story and they didn't need to have any sort of coordination between them. And Ben Blacker was like, yeah, there's no writer's room in Supernatural either. And <laughs> they were like, but isn't there an overarching story in Supernatural? And but Ben Blacker really, was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. That. Wow, that does. Everything like, about Supernatural makes way more sense now. <laughs> wow. Oh, Supernatural's a hot mess. It's so, anyway. it's so terrible. It's Why do we have so many seasons of this? And then, like, not that many seasons of Agent Carter. It's so unfair. We'll never get ten seasons of Agent Carter. <sighs> Ten seasons in a movie, man. And settle for nothing less. I really want there. Like, why can't there be an Agent Carter movie? That'd be great. I'd be okay with. Like, they could. They could have like. They could do like four or five seasons of Agent Carter as a television show, and then do a movie. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I would I, be okay I, with that. I'm yeah. Down. Like the same way that I really want if if uh, Chloe, Chloe Bennett is not the main character in an Inhumans movie, I'm gonna. Oh, she fl- better be. I'm gonna flip a table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> better be like I oh, just guys seriously do you really have I really that optimistic oh and it's like my, I gotta bring like guys my, I'm gonna insert some realism into the discussion my my beautiful beautiful butterflies <laughs> <laughs> 
I did never even crossed my mind. I mean, no. it's Inhumans. Like, what? Like, she was the. Uh, she She's was the like... Inhuman. She's like. Anyway, yeah. we'll see what. See, I. I would be really surprised. I don't think she's a big enough main. I I guess they don't they don't have huge names in this movie. That's the thing. They don't actually cast huge names most of the no, time. No, they don't. Freddie Jay yeah. was an exception to that rule. Yeah. They they like to they like to catch people earlier in their career and put them on long contracts because they're cheap. I mean, who knew who Sebastian Stan was before? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Chris Evans wasn't a big star. Chris Hemsworth oh, was early true. in his career. So RDJ and to a lesser extent Scarlett Johansson were the only ones that anybody had ever heard of. Yeah. Really. Where's so. my Black Widow movie? Why is there a movie about an ant and not <laughs> what about my favorite Avenger, Black Widow? Dear Marvel, what the hell is going on? Why can't I have my Black Widow movie? I'm so upset. Do you, okay. Now that we've had this Ant Man movie that's done what like it's it's did it did okay. It didn't it didn't bomb. It did, it did fine. It had good critical reception. Obviously, the same complaints that, Mar- like, diversity complaints that Marvel's been getting for years and ignoring were present, but it did fine. What are the chances that they'll continue making, like, kind of, like, offbeat comedy slash heist movies like this with non-main characters? What do you think? I think it all depends on what happens next after the shakeup. I think it's really hard to guess whether it's whether they're just going to keep marching forward on the plan that they have or if this gives them the opportunity to throw in something different oh yeah that's true they could go to other planets even if they wanted to other versions of earth other versions of characters they could there's all kinds of stuff they could do yeah yeah i really want my black widow movie i just want you guys to tell me that this is possible (laughs) be like yes renee it's totally possible for it to happen in phase four Oh, totally. But, you know, you know, because it's, it's, the, the plan is not ironclad, right? I mean, they shuffle things around to put in a Spider-Man movie, so. Which is gross, but okay, fine. They yeah, but I mean, this, this is proof that the plan is not unchanging. Set, yeah, it's not set in stone. It's yeah. not set in stone. Where's so. my Black Widow movie? Marvel, I need it! <laughs> I need it. I'm more mad that Spider-Man pushed up. Captain, uh, Captain Marvel by another year. Not yeah, I know that was really aggravating. I'm like, really, guys? That is how you're gonna play us? After I guess they're like, shut up. You have your women, your women-led movie. We can do whatever we want now. Yeah. Negative. Not appropriate. Yeah. I guess uh, because I guess they had a story, like a story idea, like a specific thing, so it fit there. Once I had the character. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't it better know not the... just be an, it better not just be the origin story all over again though. Please some other story. I don't know. Uh, I was Tell listening I was else. listening to the Nerdist podcast and they had Brian Michael Bendis on. And he obviously can't say uh, he can't say anything, right? The owners are ironclad. Is he writing? He's not writing, but he knows about it because he okay. was I, because I think he was part of the he was part of the Marvel Creative Committee actually mm-hmm. that, that just got like cut out. Bendis some Joe Joe something from Marvel, then there was somebody else, and they were part of this Marvel created committee. Because of the shakeup at Marvel and Disney, he was on the committee. He got he just got he got cut out of whatever happened. I don't know the details because I'm really bad at this. <laughs> I don't understand Hollywood and how this works. But he apparently saw their plan, and he was like, "It's real good." Oh, All right. so he wrote Spider Man for a long time, 
and he wrote some Avengers comics. And if he says it's good, I guess we can cross our fingers and hope so. Because obviously he comes from comics and he cares really deeply about Spider-Man as a character. Yeah, but then again, the script might be just another reiteration of how I would really hope. I would really hope. Be... And just do the same thing over and over again. I would really hope that those people would not do that again. Because how many times do you need to see the origin? You've seen it at least twice now. Yep. If he's, on the other hand, if if Spider-Man is in Civil War and he's already Spider-Man, presumably his origin story has already happened and they're not going to go back and tell it again. Unless it's a flashback. Unless it's a flashback. They've never done that before. They've been pretty good about moving the story forward forward with each movie but yeah. i don't know i guess we'll see oh ant-man you were a good movie but we ended up talking about the marvel cinematic universe instead of you I'm so sorry <laughs> yes the was well, given how the movie that never was <laughs> so sad the movie we could have the movie we could have had if they had yes. just stopped sidelining hope you know, she could have been stealing the suit and doing heists on their own, on her own, and then that's what—that's how she meets Scott, and then he becomes her sidekick. I mean, I there mean, was like, like there's some like a thousand ways of writing this movie in a better way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got what we got, I guess. This ended. This ended phase two, right? This was the last. I think this was actually the first movie of phase. No, no, you're right. It was the end of Phase 2. And so I phase guess... Phase 3 begins with Civil War. With phase 2 had... I don't, like... Do we think Phase 2 ended well? <laughs> like, we had... Mm. You know, Phase 1 ended with such a bang with the first Avengers movie that I don't think Phase 2 could have compared... It would have been hard for Phase 2 to compare with yeah. that. But I agree. I don't think it did. I think it just kind of, like, ended. I don't know. We'll see. I think that Avengers movies really make better bookends for phases rather than random Ant-Man movie. Did did Ant-Man get pushed up? Was it supposed to come out earlier? Did it? Did that? I'm not actually sure. Have to mess with I that because Edgar Wright left. It's possible. Although if it had, we wouldn't have been able to have that super awesome scene with Sam. So true, true, true. <laughs> so I guess I'll take it where it where it where it lies because That's true, that yeah. was a really. I think really this. Good scene. I think this would have made a better start to Phase Three. Because if the if Phase Two had ended with Age of Ultron, then we get our end scene being the new Avengers team, and that's how it ends. Is that you know? Yeah. It, the first movie ended with the first Avengers, and then the second movie ends with the somewhat reconstituted Avengers, and then and then we go on to Phase Three where we start meeting the next group of people. Man, why don't Marvel just put us in charge? Obviously, we have great <laughs> ideas, right? Yeah. Yep. Call us Marvel. Just call us to yeah, uh, on Twitter. Right. Helm, super, Helm, super available, super easy to find. Book smugglers, Renee. Yes. What's your KJ, What's your Twitter right handle? <laughs> Marvel might call us. Be like, tell us your ideas. <laughs> oh, Ant Man. Hash, hashtag Marvelettes. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call ourselves. Oh God, <laughs> we've got to we've got to move on. It's terrible. All right. Closing thoughts on Ant Man. Fun movie, yeah. not entirely necessary. <laughs> Could have been yeah. so much better. Yeah, same. Same, yeah. Anna. Same, what's, really. What's what's his name? Paul Rudd is cute. I like him. He was he's yeah. charming. Yeah, kind of like him. I kind of hate I, Michael I, Douglas, but 
that's oh, okay because no. the character was oh, kind no. of annoying and he was sort of meant to be kind of annoying so that was okay yeah, definitely effective uh, casting the falcon who are very preachy i love you that you know bitterness over hope forever <laughs> like okay guys final thoughts guys, I just as we as we sit here and go oh you know what you know what in truth i remember very little of the movie so if we're gonna be truthful this is the truth right here i remember very little of them i remember that i had a good time i was very angry and anxious about hope i loved the falcon and that's it that's that's what i have left of that movie inside of me i'm not sure how we could put a better in-cap on it than that <laughs> oh my god we did, we did not talk about anthony we don't need to talk about anthony. the little ant we don't need to <laughs> how oh, goodbye little anthony you were a good friend Fangirl Happy Hour is Anna Grillo and me, Renee Williams. I'm also our producer. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. It's new book season. What books are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? Send us your list. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Fangirl Happy Hour. One long word, no spaces. We've reached 50 likes on Facebook. Thank you, you beautiful, awesome space bees. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. This week's question, what is your favorite film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Special thanks this week to our MCU correspondent, KJ, for lending her Marvel expertise to the show. You can follow KJ on Twitter at IamKJ or on Tumblr at laughatkj.tumblr.com. This week's 20th Century Book Recommendation from KJ is Tam Lin by Pamela Dean. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Anna, thanks for listening. See you next episode.